This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. Value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. It's the morning after the second vote before and it's of course Brexit. I'm going to speak to somebody now with whom I've spoken about Brexit on many occasions in the last two years. It's Russell Silverstone, who's the co-head of Developed Market Foreign Exchange and Rates at Investec Asset Management in London. Russell until now, I've been numbed to Brexit. But last night, I worried about Brexit. This morning, I got angry about Brexit. And now I'm starting to get depressed. And if you look at my page of notes that have gone over the last 12 hours or so, my handwriting becomes more and more unsteady, if you like. And a handwriting analyst would say, this is a person who has described three things that I just have. In other words, the last one being depression. It, it's really worrying. Yeah, morning, Lindsay. I mean, it is, isn't it? We just can't. Um, seem to get the deal through Parliament. So obviously last night the deal was rejected again. Um, And I think what is so worrying for me actually is the deal isn't a bad one. It achieves um, what we think most people actually voted for, i.e. leave the EU, it closes, um, borders become harder. But actually we still have a a reasonably long transition period for for business to cope with. But that's been rejected on, on what is really a technicality that nobody really understands anyway. So yeah, most definitely depressing, um, frustrating, and now people sort of scratching their heads as to, as to what happens next. Indeed, there's been two votes, there's been two defeats for Theresa May's government. 391 to 242 was the margin last night, which is a shrinking victory margin, but still a fairly crushing defeat. Yeah, absolutely, without without a doubt. And, um, you know, it, yes, I think that's the only good thing you can say was the, was, was the defeat was slightly less than last time out. But no doubt, um, it was a, a definitely a major defeat for the PM and the deal. Um, but now today, um, things are going to progress. Um, and the danger, I think, from the PM's point of view is actually Parliament just takes control of this process now um, because she's trying to bash this legislation through twice um, and Parliament's going to say, OK, um, we don't want a no deal, which would be incredibly disruptive um, and we're going to have to delay the whole process. So I've got this depressing feeling we're going to be speaking about this for another three to six months. And already um, the opposition Labour Party is talking about a, a, a second referendum um, and, a, and a much softer Brexit. Um, so actually... Ironically, after the vote last night, um, Sterling, which is pretty volatile at the moment, as you can imagine, sort of um, actually sort of rallied back slightly because people are realising this range of possible outcomes that we've always talked about is beginning, if anything, to shift towards a sort of a softer outcome and that should be good for UK assets. Do you think if Attorney General Cox, let's just go back to yesterday before we go on to today and tomorrow, do you think if Cox, the Attorney General of the United Kingdom, had kept his mouth shut, the vote might have been closer? Do you think he swayed a few people? Oh, without a doubt. But he couldn't have kept his mouth shut because that, the whole point was his role is to, or, or was to determine whether the whether the sort of concessions that the PM had won um, had made um, it less likely that the UK was essentially trapped um, in the EU um, without being able to leave um, unilaterally. And 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 so, you know, the vote was never going to get through without his opinion. Um, and, and but he most definitely killed it off yesterday. And if you just look at the market reaction, um, you can see that when he made that. Um, announcement actually Sterling sold off then because that's when the market realised actually that this deal is not going to get through without his blessing. 
Okay, today we've got another vote, and it's whether the UK can leave, uh, so that Britain can leave the European Union with no deal. Now, that is going to be probably a landslide to a no to no deal. Is that correct? Absolutely. I mean, it would be it would be um, a staggering news of the, of the greatest magnitude if, if um, Parliament actually backed a no deal. There is no majority whatsoever for leaving the leaving the EU without any deal. I mean, there are clearly people that, that, that think that. So the the, the fairly right wing um, European research group thinking it'll, it'll all be great after sort of five years of of, of chaos. Um, and and you know their idea is they want to turn the UK into Singapore, but that's you know I think it's absolutely infeasible. Personally, um, so no, there's no, there's no majority from that, uh, for that at all. And, and what's also interesting, and we don't know the timing on this, um, is the PM has suggested um, that there might be, um, they might take indications on what sort of Brexit Parliament actually wants, and that gets really interesting because, you know, if if uh, we can get cross party support for something, um, and it's probably softer, then actually, as I say, you know, that might not be too bad for UK assets. Let's have a look at what happens then when a no-deal Brexit is rejected. Then there goes there goes to another vote after that about an extension. And the, the word is, I suppose, that the EU should give us an extra three months. The question is, if that does happen, what do we do with the three months? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so that's that's what I think most people are expecting. So today, no deal gets um, rejected. Tomorrow, um, we have a vote on extending Article 50. And generally, um, given um, you know, obviously they're closely linked. If if we if we want no deal, um, then we have to extend. Um, we have to extend the 29th of March deadline. So, so both both votes look ready to pass. It's hard to say. Um, it, you know, at the moment, said so there's clearly no um, there's clearly no majority for the PM deal. So we're going to have to have. Uh, urgent, urgent talks about what actually Parliament wants. Ultimately, if Parliament Parliament can't make a decision at all, um, it has to go back to the people and we have a second referendum. Um, and again, that's, that's you know, pe- people are pushing for that. UK assets now. It's nearly eight o'clock in London. What's going to happen on the UK markets? Yeah, absolutely. So um, sterling is an interesting one, actually. That That's really the, the, the sort of litmus test for, for sentiment. And actually, sterling on a trade-weighted basis, so against the euro, against against the dollar, is in aggregate up at nearly 4% this year. It's been one of the best-performing currencies, uh, which is which is interesting. Um, I would expect um, GILTs, um, UK government bonds, to, uh, to, to to rally slightly, um, just because of sort of uncertainty on on, on fears of, of, of this uncertainty just prolonging um, the sort of massive slowdown in business investment we've seen. Um, and equities, of course, um, given given the amount of exporters in, in FTSE tend to do the opposite to sterling. So if sterling's rallying, FTSE will be under a little bit of pressure. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think generally big picture, I don't think we've really changed our, our sort of um, our view here. And we've remained long of sterling throughout the year. And, and that, that is ultimately we are either going to get the PM's deal or something even softer. Um, and, you know, sterling um, investors, long-term investors tend to be underweight. Sterling is cheap. We're expecting when we finally, finally get clarity on this, a big um, economic rebound as that sort of investment, that pent-up demand comes back. So I'm actually spinning a reasonably positive picture, Lindsay. You've made me feel so much better. Russell, thank you very much for your time this morning. That's Russell Silverstone, Portfolio Manager at Investec Asset Management, speaking to us from London. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.